0: Hello and welcome back to the Financial Success Show. As always, I'm your host, the president of Blackthorn uh, Group, Jeff Eady. Uh, as always, joining me, my right-hand man and, well, I can't get rid of him, Kirk Forsythe. <laughs> 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 and uh, joining us today is our special guest, our tax ninja, Mr. <laughs> ha- Hashem Chaudhry. Oh, he, a- right. <laughs> he, he, right he got it, right? He got it right. I got it.
1: Well, it's Hashim Chaudhary. Thank you for having me, guys. And I'm um, super excited uh, for today. And uh, yeah, I'm here to answer questions.
2: Awesome. awesome. And if anybody watching online has questions, just comment, and we'll do our best to answer them.
0: Yeah. So uh, the format usually is uh, Kirk jumps in with a bunch of pre-figured out questions, because he is uh, good at a little pre-planning, and me, I, I just kind <laughs> of fly the, by the seat of my pants. Go with the phone. <laughs> we a counterbalance each other there.
2: That's the yeah. <laughs> crazy one. i got to go bring him down to earth a little bit. But why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first, Hatcho?
1: Oh, background. myself. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not as old people think I am to begin with. <laughs> I'll uh, let you guys uh, take guesses. But anyways... um <laughs> Um, I was in the food industry uh, working for uh, this restaurant called Tarboos restaurant and uh, for about over 10 years of my life and was in the management for the most part and uh, but I always had inside me that I always wanted to have a tax firm um, and uh, have five offices in the top five cities of the world. Some big goals. Yeah, by the age of forty-five, and uh, you know I, I see it coming around in the next seven or eight years at the most, wow. which is good. I'm uh, on task, <laughs> on goal, <laughs> um, and uh, I take my inspiration from uh, my uncle, uh, Uncle Jawed. Uh, he is uh, an uncle of my father, and uh, he was a dentist at the age of forty-five, and uh, at the age of fifty-two, he was partner in charge, Ernst Young, uh, Middle East. So when uh, I was 12 years old, my dad asked me, Hashim, do you want to be a uh, doctor or an engineer uh, typical question uh, <laughs> I was making a joke but i was not sure but it's <laughs> true it's true so uh, when,
0: when other little boys are pretending to be firemen and police nah. and astronauts, Hashim Hashim's doing his mom's tax <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> I, actually not, not even
1: an accountant it's it's uh, although my father was a was an accountant himself but uh, uh, it was either a uh, doctor or an engineer And uh, I said, uh, you know what, um, you know, I want to be a teacher. And uh, my dad said, no, you can't be that. And then I was like, okay, I want to be like my uncle. Because my uncle was very successful in what he was doing and he was a really good human being uh, for the most part, helping people out and things like that. I was like, I want to be like him. So I got the approval at that time. So since I was 12 years old, I wanted to have my own accounting firm and uh be able to help people uh not only within my own circles but uh people at large uh, because people are struggling financially big time these days yeah, huge. and huge. uh they need help
0: yeah huge and that's why i am honored to work with you here at blackthorne it's uh it's awful nice to know that there's people out there fighting for the common man and uh, thank you for what you do hashem your, your uh, a cut above I'd the rest, that's for darn yeah. sure. That's why
2: you got the name, Hash the Accounting Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, like a, you, you got all the answers here, but why don't you tell us a little bit about the CRA and how do they work?
1: CRA, Canada Revenue <laughs> Agency. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: why are we laughing at that? I don't know.
1: <laughs> a lot it's, uh it's a feared name, and I don't I know, know why. big I
2: monster I up on Parliament I Hill. That's yeah,
1: and uh, you know, they're not bad people. They're really not bad people at all. Um, you know, just to give you a better understanding of what CRA is, it's pretty much, um, it's uh, they, administrator, they administrate tax laws that the Government of Canada has in place, and they run many of the programs like Child Tax Benefit, Ontario Trillium, uh, program so they're, they're doing a lot of uh, work for the society at large um, many times people just fear them and uh, and maybe the fear is natural uh, because uh, they do have a lot of power with them mm-hmm. and sometimes you hear uh, horror stories on how they have done certain things in a bad way and could be unethical to some extent but they're they're a human being. Uh, they're just trying to do a job, and uh, at large. So, for accountants like me, I don't fear CRA at all. Um, I deal with them on daily basis, and uh, but I can completely understand when you say a monster. Uh, people who don't deal with them uh, on a daily basis, for them, yeah, it's something that uh, um, you know fear yeah. um, and often the fear is coming from the people who are really not compliant like you will hear somebody saying well, uh, oh CRA you know uh, send me such a big bill blah, blah 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 how I'm gonna pay this this and that but if you look at the bottom fit hey buddy you haven't filed your taxes in three years they're not free like they're, 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 they have a job to do as well and uh, if you're not following the guidelines of course you're gonna have some trouble
0: so I, I think something really important that you just touched on there and a lot of what you teach your clients mm-hmm. is how to mitigate fear by mindset and knowledge. Yes. And, and I've always uh, subscribed to the old adage that fear is false expectations appearing real. Mm-hmm. How do you combat that fear and the mindset when you're talking with clients who, who are in that space?
1: Okay. Uh, the first thing in there is knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, understanding what is required of the taxpayer. Uh, what are their rights and uh, to what extent they can write off things and you know stay within the green zone. Um, and then on top of that, I always I always like this is a standard with all my clients. I never want any of my clients contacting CRA at all. Mm-hmm. It's my job, right? If you ever get a call from CRA, I always give everybody a standard answer. Hey, just simply hey, you have Hashim at Blackthorn as an authorized rep on my account. Unfortunately, I'm busy right now. I would love to talk to you. You know the number on, the, on your screen. Please call Hashim and Hashim will deal with them. What is that number? It is 905-789-8827.
0: <laughs> oh. Got that plug in there. You know, um, I'm sorry, Kirk. I know you got another question lined well, up. Well, no, like that kind of
2: leads in. into my next question because I wanted to talk about CRA scams and how we can just identify do the scams. Same thing. Oh, really? <laughs> no way. <laughs> nice. Nice, yeah. It's the pink. It's got to be
1: the pink today. We're all <laughs> wearing pink. It's the pink. pink. Yours is Trust pink. me, we didn't plan it out. <laughs> I'm colorblind, so it's pink <laughs> to me. But yeah,
2: Hasha, why don't you touch on that? Scams. CRA scams.
1: Them. Um Scary. Um, and unfortunately they're happening so much that uh, they're getting scarier and scarier for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But people who know it's a scam, they're just making fun of it. They, they're like, they're calling it out on the spot. Uh, a typical scam that's happening these days is like, hey, you owe money CRA to, to CRA, and there's uh, an officer coming, or a sheriff coming to arrest yeah, you. Those calls are um, you're getting emails that hey, there's a deposit that CRA wants to make in your account. No, CRA doesn't do anything like that. Okay, CRA is never going to send a sheriff or an officer or any law enforcing body to come arrest you. It's just not in their code. What is the process for the? So CRA? what when somebody owes money to CRA? Let's say we filed their taxes, or we haven't filed the taxes, or like the individual is behind, uh, and CRA determines that you owe so much money. Um, they'll start sending you letters. They start. So
0: not a phone call. Not a letter. Yeah, usually Every it time?
1: always starts with the phone. Uh, sorry, with a letter, uh, with an assessment of some sort, either a pre-assessment uh, or or the actual assessment, and they will say, hey, you owe this much money. They'll continue that for a little while. From there, they'll start calling you the odd time, and uh, that—that's a time when the when your account has moved into their collections. It takes about three to six months for any account to get into a collection, and by that time, you have had at least five to ten letters from them. Uh, And at no
0: point will they say that the uh, RCMP is coming after you? No, not at all.
1: (laughs) And uh, calls and letters, calls and letters are only two ways. No email correspondence will come in that nature. Uh, Nobody's going to come to your door (laughs) or anything like that. They're just going to simply politely (coughs) ask you for money. They will warn you of legal consequences like, hey, your credit might be reported or uh, we might come to seize your asset or put a lien on it. But those are like generally last stages they might garnish your bank accounts uh, if you're really choosing not to uh, uh, work with them end of the day as i said uh, earlier they're human being they got a job to do uh, but in terms of scam i always tell people if you get a call before you take any action. You know, a lot of these scams are, you need to pay right now. No, it doesn't work that way. Or, or, See, or you are, need
0: to pay with gift cards.
1: Or gift cards, yeah. Oh
0: yeah, I that's a new one. That. I've heard about that one. Right. My and, buddy uh, almost got caught with it. Thankfully, his wife's pretty smart. They right. always ask for iTunes Jackie, gift if cards you're too. you watching, that's for you. <laughs> saying you're smart. <laughs> got Regan not to, to pay with the gift cards. <laughs> yeah, so
1: bottom line is, uh, you know, we're here for you. Um, if you ever have a call like that, or a letter, or even if you feel it is legit, you know, and you can't pay your debt with CRA or anything like that, hey, just call me at at the office. It's and I know you're gonna ask me for the number again. It's nine zero five seven eight nine eight eight two seven. And uh, so if we can't reach I, I you at the office. Where can we, we reach you? Uh, you can email me if you if it's outside uh, office <laughs> hours. Just email me. Put the title urgent on top. I will respond to you. I'm really again.
2: trying to get that cell sure. phone number for you guys. No, you're not gonna. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying. Here. <laughs> that, that,
0: that that email address is h uh, a s h i m at blackthorn-group Yes. You're gonna regret putting that out in public, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, you
1: know, I, I I tell you one thing. Um, when it's coming to these scams, what really worries me the most as the biggest victims of these. are are seniors people who are so already very vulnerable financially Mm -hmm. and these um we're on air i want to use some terminology over there Uh, but you know these um these people these scammers are going after the most vulnerable people Mm -hmm. of our society and uh hey if you're watching this video i will call my dad my mom my uncle and aunt and tell them, hey, there's these scams happening these days. And uh, if anybody says they're CR- CRA or in, in uh, US, uh, IRS demanding money, and they're coming to arrest you, it's fake. It's not in their protocol at yeah. all, at any stage that they will send somebody to come arrest you. Yeah. Don't be fooled. Don't pay your hard earned money to anyone like that, because you're not going to get it back.
0: So I, I think something fair to say there would be whether you're with us or, or with any other accounting firm, yeah. if you get into a situation like that, talk call to your, your professionals. Talk to your that's, account. That's, that's you got right? to be step one. Has to be step yeah. one. People have
2: a tendency to panic. Yeah. Yeah. Step one always has to be call the expert first.
1: Yeah. yeah. And let's say if Hashim's not available at that time, you can always call CRA. 1-800-959-8281. Just call them. And just they'll tell you right on the spot if you owe money or if then if you don't owe money. And people
0: can check their own accounts online. Yes, too, if right? you
1: if you have uh, your accounts set up. Uh, but uh, as I said earlier, a lot of these victims, majority of these victims, are seniors, yeah. and they're not tech savvy at all.
0: Well, we had a, a client come in a couple of weeks ago who mm-hmm. actually had. Uh, I don't know if it was a, a real police officer or a fake police officer mm-hmm. come to the door with a CRA agent yeah. saying, You have to pay us uh, $4,999, <laughs> theft under 5000 yeah uh, right now, or the officer's going to arrest you. Mm-hmm. Um, were you here that day when the gentleman uh, came in? And actually, I wasn't there.
1: I was called in. Actually, he's one of our uh, <laughs> very uh, dear clients, very yeah. old clients. And um, I was able to check right from my cell phone within 30 yeah. seconds. Uh, uh, on my for for that client, I just pulled the client list. I have access to it 24/7. Plug it in my phone, yeah. and right away I have access on CRA. He didn't owe a penny to anybody. I was always told yeah, from the time cool.
0: I was a kid that the three best friends you'll have in your life are your mechanic, your lawyer, and your accountant. Yeah. So there's your They can best ac- make your. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was your best friend. Yeah, I mean, keep thinking that. Just. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey. Um, what do you got? Okay, on? Hey,
2: The door is right there, my friend. <laughs> Next. See ya. Uh, Next question. Um, disability tax
1: credits. What are they? Ah, disability tax credit. Uh, it's uh, it's a non-refundable tax credit to begin with.
0: Non-refundable uh, to who? Uh,
1: yes, I'm going <laughs> to explain it because <laughs> it is uh, n- not a familiar terminology for many uh, people. But in short, let me explain you what this credit is. If you have a disability, actually, I don't like to use the word disability. I actually like to use the word limitation. If you have That's a limitation, a uh, because disability actually, like a lot of people see it, oh, missing limbs, uh, you know, things like that. Like you're bedridden or you're on the wheelchair. Yeah. No, it's not as severe when it comes to this. Credit, of course, if it is that severe, yes, of course. But it is the 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 qualification or the eligibility of this credit does is not based on that extreme grounds that you have to be having a missing limb or something like that. So uh, let me give you an example. Uh, If me and you uh, were to walk a block, and I had to stop a couple of times. Due to shortness of breath, back pain, joint pain, and I wasn't able to keep you up, uh, keep up with uh, you, and uh, you were long gone. Well, that shows uh, CRA or uh, the uh, the body that approves this credit that, well, on a day-to-day basis, Hashim can't do something which somebody of his age can easily do. So I will qualify for that credit. Now, if I can hold a stick and keep up with you, I don't qualify for the Mm. credit, right? Um, An easier example would be, I can't tell if Jeff has two or three eyes right now.
2: He's got four (laughs) actually.
1: But, so would this at this stage say, well, can Hashim drive? No. Can Hashim do a job? No. You know, Hashim Mm -hmm. cannot perform day-to-day functions. Like Kirk, who has 20-20 vision. when I put my Montblanc on, <laughs> I wear glasses too. I'm just wearing contacts right now. <laughs> so, but when I put my glasses on, I can tell that he he's he has two eyes, not more. So, <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so, but by having such two, like by wearing glasses, it allowed me to perform functions more or less same to what Kirk can yeah. perform. So I don't qualify. So the best thing I would say is uh, you know talk to talk to me, talk to your doctor, and we can easily guide you if you if you qualify for this credit. Uh, the basic criteria are wa- walking, vision, eliminating, speaking, hearing, How uh, much eating. Is the mental. Uh, it's about two thousand uh-huh. dollars. Uh-huh. Uh, it uh, and, and it reduces your uh, tax payable. So if you don't pay taxes, it doesn't benefit you much. Oh, so it's not
0: a, a refund, it's a credit.
1: It is a credit. It helps you reduce your tax payable. No, However,
0: like an RSP would if you mm, went that way or having mm, a, no. a write-off in your that business. That is an
1: income deduction. This is a credit. So two different classes. So
0: kind of like a prepaid versus you get to do it at the end? Kind. Talk, talk to me like I'm in kindergarten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so pretty much it's, it's like a credit just like your medical just like your, your public transit and things like that, you put in the full amount, you get about 15% of it. So the real amount is over $8,000, but about 15% of it really comes down to about $2,000. Okay. So it's, um, uh, there's a little bit more calculation in it, uh, but uh, for an easier conversation, about $2,000. But, 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 as I said, uh, if, you don't, <laughs> 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 if you don't have uh, taxes payable, what do you do then, right? If you're, if you're somebody who is disabled, mm-hmm. has this credit, but you don't pay any taxes, you're an ODSP or on, on uh, social benefits, you don't have any taxable income, therefore you don't pay any taxes. Well, the beauty of this credit is, is it can be transferred
0: really? to your caregiver. Oh, so cool. for
1: example, my mom, she has this credit, right? And uh, she lives with me. She's an eligible dependent. I look after her for all, uh, for pretty much for everything. Uh, because she has no income, her credit gets transferred onto me.
0: Okay.
1: Not only that, it gets tagged along with another $2,000 of caregiver credit. So about from my mom, just because I look after my mom, I get about 38, $3,900 a year in credits. Uh, just because I look after my mom, who has some difficulties, limitations um, that stop her from performing her day to day activities. So, um, you know, talk to me, call me, talk to your doctor. Uh, you can go to CRA's website and find out more information. And it, th- this is a, I find that from my experience over the years, about 90% of the people that I've helped them get this credit would have qualified for this credit for over 10 years. And by the way, you can backdate this credit up to 10 years. Nice. Ooh, so some of my cool. clients have helped them get uh, over $35,000 back in refunds. Nice. Right? So a lot of them oh, just so in don't that know. case,
0: it is a refund.
1: Well, they had tax payable. No, OK.
2: <laughs> Get out of
0: there. <laughs> Let me explain what
2: refund is. Ninja. <laughs> Let me explain what refund don't is. Ninja it.
1: <laughs> what a refund is. Okay, uh, in simple words, when you go buy to, uh, go to a store, let's say Best Buy, you bought something for a hundred dollars. You go back and say, "Hey, I don't want it. It doesn't work. Give me back my money."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The money they give back to you, what is it? That's a refund. Okay, but what was that criteria? You had to give them the hundred dollars first, mm-hmm. right? Same idea over here. When you're getting a refund, a lot of time people will come to me and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a question that I have to answer at least once a day during tax season. Hey, my income went down. I wasn't working last year at all. Last year I got $500, this year I'm not getting anything. It should have gone up. No, it really works with how much taxes you have paid in the year and how much you should have. The overpayment is the refund
0: so what you're saying is it's my change no i paid the government too much money and they're giving yes. my man change back exactly
2: <laughs> if you want to put it that way all right that kind of works i guess okay don't just don't Jeff, <laughs> like i said before the door's right there man we don't need you in here <laughs> okay next question <laughs> <laughs> this um, will go on forever forever you know
0: as you were talking about that um I know I got money back this year on my taxes because of the trillion benefit. What the hell is the trillion benefit? Like you're complaining, you, complaining you got money? Like why are you complain you got money? Why? What is the trillion benefit? I, I know the trillion is the Ontario flower and it's illegal to pick, but mm-hmm.
2: I've never questioned it. I just get a ra- direct deposit <laughs> in my account. Well, all right. Well, <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. This is going
1: right uh, <laughs> Trillium credits. Okay, uh, it is part of the whole Trillium program that uh, CRA has. Um, it's pretty much designed for people who have uh, lower incomes, and uh, it is for the most part triggered uh, if you pay rent or property taxes. If you pay rent or property taxes and your income, household income is below fifty thousand dollars, you will qualify for Trillium credits. Now the limit. I mean, do you want me to go into precise limits, or uh, do you want me to just, no, just ballpark it? Ballpark, yeah. right? Okay, because I know, like knowing him, like uh, uh, you never know. Kim, no, that's <laughs> why I want to like, kick him out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need
2: him here. <laughs> Bye, We're to keep it general.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and again, uh, trillion benefit is an Ontario credit. Uh, each province has their own thing. So, if you're, if was, if our listeners. Are in other provinces, uh, you might be wondering. You're not gonna get it. This is an Ontario thing. You probably have some equivalent thing for your own province. Some provinces don't have it, but most do. Okay. Very cool. Good.
2: Benefits of being HST
1: registered. Benefits. Well, they're only benefits.
0: Only benefits. <laughs> 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 so there's no downside to that. <laughs> okay. No downsides. So and and it's what are the uh, requirements to get HST registered? Uh, yeah, as well? that's yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll get into that for sure. Um, <laughs>
0: Now
1: he's slowing me down. Let the man think and talk, Jeff, come on. uh, What is HST? It's Harmonized Sales Tax, and um, what it pretty much is that um, uh, Let me first talk uh, about uh, the general myths and the wrong perception people have uh, about HST. People would be uh, all the time saying that, oh, I don't want to get HST registered. I have to charge 13%. Uh, Oh, now I have to file HST returns and la-di-da-di-da. Oh, I haven't hit $30,000 yet. So the bottom line is that people need to register for uh, for HST when they're actually starting their business because the way the HST returns work, it is collected minus paid. So in the beginning of when you start your Mm -hmm. business, you're collecting less than what you're paying so, so you get that, change yeah you pretty much get change and uh, just uh, look at it like how much HST do you pay on a daily basis your telephone your meals mm-hmm. your car pretty much it, almost everything that you spend in your life has a, a HST attached to it if you're HST registered you get it back uh, and that being being the biggest benefit, and like for example, like um, I bought a car, um, and I paid over thirty-five hundred dollars in HST in the car. Yeah. Um, the car is used hundred percent for my business, and I was able to claim the HST back. I got the HST back the next month. Nice. All I had to do is maintain a mileage log that showed that I was using a... Uh, that was my next question So uh, was that. your next yeah. question. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so I'll quickly finish HST. So CRA pretty much says that if you're hitting $30,000 in g- gross revenues, in 12 consecutive months, you have to be by law required to be HST registered. Okay, all the Uber drivers, yes, you have to be HST registered, even at $0. Uh, but uh, generally speaking, everybody sh- uh, who has... Uh, uh, a business that uh, can be uh, which is not which is not in an exempt industry should get HST registered uh, as soon as possible because there's only gain in there.
0: So basically you have to own a business in order to be HST registered, you can't just do it as an employee. Yes. So what do you need to start a business in Canada?
1: You need to earn a dollar of income and the second portion is, you need to have the intention to make money. Simple as that. Do you need to register the business? Um, in most cases, no. Uh, it is not a legal requirement. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, Let's hold on for that one. That's, yeah, a, that's a bomb that's right a there. That's a juicy one. So you don't need to register your business, why not?
1: Uh, because the law doesn't require you to register a business. Um, the re- law pretty much requires you to report your income. Mm-hmm. Any income earned from your business expenses is your option (laughs) but uh, income you have to report now if the income is earned on your own name Mm -hmm. um, like that's fine the only time you need to register a business would be let's say if you want to open a bank account in a name that is not yours uh, to deposit a check that is not in your name in other words uh, you're running a business ABC services and it's not registered and I cut you a check, ABC Services paid $2,000. Okay, Jeff goes to the bank and says, hey, I want to deposit $2,000 in my bank account. The teller says, well, Mr. Jeff, you're not ABC Services. Mm -hmm. Oh, but I did the work. No, you're not ABC Services. In order for us to deposit this uh, into a bank account, we need to see that this name is registered under either under a corporation or under as a sole prop. But you need to show us the master business license or the articles of incorporation. So really,
0: that that would be the first reason is is because you need to open a bank account. You need to have the articles of incorporation or the business license. I
1: did photography for twelve years, (coughs) and uh, I just reported my income and expenses. I never registered anything for it.
0: that's uh i think that's that's the value add right there if you've been listening for the last half hour or so i i think yeah we're going to sign off now. no (laughs) 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 you know a lot
1: of these multi um, network uh, mlms uh network marketing businesses uh they're all operating under the distributor's name you do not need to register anything at all well i do recommend hst if you can Um, in most cases it's always advisable in most most cases Mm -hmm. the only time uh, for hst i would recommend uh, not recommend hst registration is that if you're in an industry where uh, or you're in a market where all your clients are uh, individuals not businesses and your competition is not hst registered and when you charge HST, you're just 13% more expensive. So at that point, you m- do have to kind of run the numbers a little bit. Is it better? Do I benefit from the... How many clients would I lose if I start charging 13% versus how much would I save on HST expenses? So right. that's a discussion uh, you should have with your accountant. Yeah. But uh, I- most of the time, even when we have that situation, um, from the uh, examples and scenarios I've run, over 90% of the time, it is always, yes, get HST registered. It's nice. always beneficial. Nice.
2: Nice. Nice. We Well, you touched on cars a little bit there. And I'm a car guy, so I have a oh, oh, question for cars. <laughs> Shh. Enough out of you. <laughs> enough. Hide <laughs> up to here. Everybody needs a car nowadays. When you go to buy a car, is it better to finance a car or lease a car? Uh, I'm going to give a very typical
1: accountant question and uh, answer. there are many variables, uh, but uh, based on uh, if I if I want to generalize it uh, from what I have seen, if uh, you are going for a high-end car, and if you have a business, of course, mm-hmm. the b- whole bottom line is like you have a business over here. But if you're having this discussion. Um, if it's a high-end car, let's say, anything over $50,000, $40,000, $50,000, and you really don't put too many kilometers on the car, let's say 25, 30, whatever, yep. it's norm usually better, usually in most cases, better to lease it. Yeah. Uh, if the car is uh, t- around $30,000 or less, it's usually, and you drive a lot, uh, it's usually better to finance or own it. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it there's so many variables that can go in there are uh, who's financing your car versus who's leasing it, the interest rates, what's the buyback, what's the down payment? Uh, what are your income levels and things like that. But as a general rule of thumb, uh, high-end cars lease low-end cars or m- mid-range uh, own or finance. Um, And the basic concept behind it is uh, why I say that is that when you own or finance a car CRA doesn't recognize a car uh, To be more than $30,000. Oh, really? Right, so you can buy a million dollar car And on the books It will only be Mm $30,000 That means you can only depreciate $30,000 and only claim $3,900 of HST on it Whereas when you come on lease well, of course, a million dollars is still a stretch, but the limits in the lease are much, much higher.
0: So you mentioned something a minute ago about uh, keeping a car log. Yes. Why would somebody want to keep a car log? Because I, I just the question a year is and a half
1: why ago, do you years. not keep a <laughs> mileage <as> log? <laughs> well, I mean, this is the education part, yes. of it, right? If, and you, if you
0: don't know, you don't know.
1: Exactly. Um, well, I, I, I will tell you two things. Well, number one thing is that in any format of a business review or an audit then one of the number one things that you will see in an, a review or an audit letter from CRA, HST, personal or corporate, is that if a vehicle or if was used for the business, please provide with the mileage log. They're, they don't even go into the expenses, what you spent on it, they just want a mileage log. And I'll tell you mm. why. On average, a Canadian spends about $10,000 a year on their car mm. between gas, insurance, sticker. Maintenance, 407, parking, depreciation. That's an average number. Some people are a little bit on the high side. But on a good uh, average, you can say $10,000 are easily spent. If we say your tax bracket is, on average, an average tax bracket, let's say it's 30%. Let's say that's $3,000 worth of, 30% of uh, 10000 3000 mm-hmm. $3,000 worth of tax saving. Okay. Let's get into some stats over here. <laughs> internationally for a business uh, owner who operates a vehicle and maintains an old school notebook for his mileage log like does, does not spend more than two hours in a year combined combined two hours in a year so what are you Nothing. saying is 1500 bucks an hour no no let, let me make it <laughs> oh, no, 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 <laughs> let no, me finish no. man Okay, I'm going to make it even more simpler for you You know, Kirk, he might not have the nicest pen, so...
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're just throwing it out there because my pen was cheap. I love that pen. He has pen envy. envy. (laughs) So, and he lives in Canada. He has, like, really nice pen. The one with the jewels on it. Uh, (laughs) And he lives in Canada. Canada. Mind out of the gutter, dude. (laughs) Mind (laughs) out of the gutter, bro. Okay, okay.
1: And uh, rewind. Okay, so... He has a cheap pen that doesn't work very well in the winter in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Jeff just, just cut it out. Can't look <laughs> at him, can't look at him. Okay, and each time he has to, for the six months, each time he has to go like this a little bit to get it up and running. Just kidding. <laughs> anyways, and it took him three hours yeah. for the whole year. Okay? Uh, so his pen is slow. <laughs> Let's just, okay. <laughs> talk, just talk yeah, to okay. me, man. Just talk to me. So $3,000 worth of tax saving divided by three, uh, three hours in a year. That is $1,000 an hour. Would you like to work for $1,000 an hour? Who in of the hours. room wants to work for $1,000 an hour? I'll work for 1000 bucks an hour. An hour okay. So there's absolutely no, going not. back you're to misbehaving. the question. <laughs> you're not. in. <laughs> going Don't back to bah. the same question I s- asked, why would you not have a mileage dog A, if you don't have a mileage log, that $3,000 is out of the window because as soon as CR asks for it and you don't have it, it's out. And you're working $1,000 an hour. Yeah. It's no-brainer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to. I know it's, it's a habit. It takes 21 days to form a habit. And if you, if you can nail it down, you're blessed.
0: So I, I think uh, um, at that point, it's good to say that one of the models we live by here at blackthorne is it's not how much you make it's how much you keep that really counts yes. oh exactly and and that's just one of the, the one of the many examples of ways that you can write down your income and keep more of the money you're making
1: hmm because
0: um, uh in canada uh canadians pay more in taxes
1: than basic needs
0: that's crazy and that um, crazy.
1: you you uh mentioned uh one of the famous quotes from robert kiyosaki yeah. Over there, uh, a part of that statement, um, and uh, I, I, there's an there's this one thing um, incident that really woke me up big time, uh, and this was about a year year and a half ago. Um, a gentleman uh, who worked with one of the courier companies, um, I'm going to use the Craig uh, example over here. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to take their name. But their initials are UPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those jokes. <laughs> one of those
0: jokes. Nails it every time. <laughs> yeah, every time. And um,
1: he never made more than fourteen thousand dollars gross.
0: Mm, I've heard this story, yeah.
1: Ever in his life. But he retired with a million dollars in his bank account. And how? He had a business. He was HST registered, uh, and uh, he used to get nice uh, checks from the government. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't pay pretty much any tax. He got all the taxes that he paid back and all the money that he had. He did not uh, go at the mercy of the banks and what the system teaches uh, here in Canada. Uh, he invested it in himself, was self-directed into index funds. And by the time he retired and yes he did not retire at 65 or 70 he retired at the age of late 50s or something like that wow. he had a million dollars in his bank account that's awesome. and it really boils down to it how much money you're keeping then uh you know, of what you're making if you're making a hundred dollars and uh, i mean if you want to run the math like uh, we can run the math down for you you will see that over fifty dollars is paid into taxes so <coughs> you ain't getting rich like that
0: no no and i mean that's that's a large part of what we do here our Mm -hmm. whole system is is once people come in and talk to us Mm -hmm. you kind of show them you know you're structured wrong Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it is really simply just thinking about it slightly different changing your mindset on it and and we get people uh, you know people come in in financial straits you know or dire straits and a great band by the way uh, Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm off a today. today. I, yeah, I, I don't know what's <laughs> in that cup. That is just water. But, uh, but Let's hope is so. it really water, though? But a lot of them come in here. They're looking, you know, they'd love to invest, but it's something way outside of what they're thinking. But by the time they talk to you, they realize, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm losing a lot of money. They get a tax return, and within a year, year and a half, typically, they're mm-hmm. investing for the first time. Yeah, and you know, a lot
1: of time people. Uh, Think that oh I need to have X amount of dollars to start investing Uh, the program Craig teaches in uh, in money mastery you do not need tens of thousands of dollars no I have worked with many many of my clients who when the first year they came in they said Hashim I don't have five hundred dollars right now to put into my savings account how are you asking me to invest and save for the future Mm -hmm. I was like you know what just have a business I will show you how to write off almost everything that you spend in your life already against your incomes, lower your taxable incomes, generate some nice refunds, get you HST registered all, also along with it, and I will get you, not if not in the first year, by second year, at least a good sum of money, usually it's over $10,000 minimum, uh, nice. that you have to <laughs> now invest and do what you want to do and keep and pretty much lay the like the foundations for your investment portfolio and um, it's just like people just don't know what that there's help out there it's you really don't have to be living that uh, Oh, I don't have $500 to invest or even put in my savings account Uh, we change that over
0: here so you, you touched on something there that uh, that's important, is writing almost everything off. Um, my favorite story of yours is your fish.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is actually a really cool story. Why don't we end on that note? Why don't you talk about your fish and how you uh, wrote them
1: off? Fish, fish, fish. Um, well, uh, do you want me to give you an answer what I would say to a CRA agent? Yes. Or yes. Or uh, about, You're uh, out in the public, you know, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In other words, uh, <laughs> I, I love that. fish. I love fish. And uh, as I pets, do have. Not as food? Both. Oh, okay. Yeah. As both. <laughs> uh, but I don't eat my own fish. <laughs> my pet fish, I don't eat <laughs> uh, Could that be a food expense and a ride? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we can look at it. I can definitely make it into one. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, as if I'm serving it to my clients. You know? Yeah, there you go. Okay, but I, I would need a much bigger tank to have. And much bigger fish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because my fish is pretty much a toothpick size right now. <laughs> uh, but um, I have a fish tank, a 38-gallon, in my uh, home office. And I would say I have some expensive fish in there, and quite a few of them. And um, my brother was asking uh, when I first bought it, and I bought all that stock, and is like, him? I want to see how you write that off. I'm like, bro, I got that. <laughs> he's like, tell I got me, this, how. Man. bro, I got yeah, this. I got this. <laughs> Spoken like
2: a, like a true accountant. Like a <laughs> ninja. Yeah. Like, yeah. How?
1: I'm like, I'm like. First of all, it's in my home off, uh, office. I have clients come here weekly. Um, I'm part of a fishing uh, fish community thing where uh, uh, people who are in like hobbyists. So, I go to their weekend things and things that they do. I just uh, learned something about you. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And um, I'm an accountant. And I do consulting and stuff. So, uh, when I go there and let's say I'm having somebody over at my home office, would it help me if I have a fish tank in my office? Would that open conversations?
0: If I like fish, yeah. most certainly. Well, yeah,
1: Right, um, well, a lot of my clients come from there now. On the other side, um, let's say, um, scientifically proven it is uh, the sound of the water calms people down. So while they wait for me, they look at the fishes and it kind of like calms Mm -hmm. them down. Yeah, sometimes (laughs) when I'm working on their parents' stuff, the kids will be in the back and
0: Terrorizing your fish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keeps them busy. Keeps them busy, right?
1: So um, it's, uh, you know, I have, it's in my home office. Uh, it's meant to entertain my clients. It's meant to calm them. It's a conversation opener. Uh, it helps me with my business a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, many times, if I have a consultation, people will come back. Hey, Hashim, I saw that black fish in there with the red tail. Which fish was that? Well, that was, you know. What's uh, that fish's name? I don't name my fish, but it's a rainbow <laughs> <laughs> shark. It's a, it's a shark. rainbow shark. Yeah, it's a small one. It's a, It's actually a barb in, in reality, but uh, okay. they call it a rainbow shark. Its name is barb. No, it's a oh, barb. Oh. It's, oh. A, it's a type <laughs> of type. Uh, a species of fish. Let's put it that way. But anyway, they can't all be gold. <laughs> exactly. You know, what I teach, uh, to be honest, uh, and I know we're running out of time over here, is, is the mindset, which is yeah. the fundamental tool uh, on how to write off almost everything. If you get nailed that down, uh, understand that you know, active business is all you need, a dollar of income, and the intention to make money. And from there, all you got to do is stop and think before you do anything in your life and see how you can relate it to your business. If you get into a habit of that, you're sitting on a gold mine.
0: So who should register a business? Everybody. Everybody. Everybody.
1: I don't know, and you know. Sorry, not with,
0: register. Who should have a business? Not register. We already yes, covered that yeah. one. Yes,
1: um, Who should have a business? Um, I sometimes uh, get concerned that not even, a, like, that a very small portion of our population actually has businesses. Um, the kind of tax rates we have in Canada, uh, everybody should have a business. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, a business, any business, find find their passion. And the way the job market is, I mean, you never know when you're, you'll be out of your job. You know, a U.S. company buys the company out, or you get laid off, yeah. restructure, anything can happen. What is Plan B? What is Plan B? And this is what I teach all of my clients. I'm yep. like, hey, I you're making you know six figures. Okay, what happens to you when you lose your job? Yep. Okay, you know few years back when I came uh, and started working here with uh, Craig at Blackthorn, I did not have a plan B. But today, from what Craig has taught me and what I teach my clients, I have a plan B, C, D, and E. Yeah. You know? And that's huge.
0: And, huge. you know,
1: God forbid something happens, you know, I cannot work or something happens, you know, I don't have a J-O-B, just over broke. Uh, or jump out I, of bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know within two months i can work on my own business bring it up to a point that it will surpass my current income that is huge how many canadians right now have that option yeah. i would yeah. say a very small percentage oh yeah and uh how many people are paying too much in taxes in canada Everyone everybody knows. not me <laughs> uh, i have a business i have an active business uh, my family celebrates christmas in april because <laughs> that's when uh, santa cra
0: Santa Claus. Santa Claus. You know, sure. it's important you say that. Um, a lot of times people think that they've got a, a secure job and it pays well and they got a pension. Um, my, my old man, he worked for John Deere for, oh gosh, 30, 35 years, something like that. And I remember sitting at his uh, retirement party, it was back in like 2004, 2005, somewhere around there. And I was looking at all of my friends' dads, and they walked out of high school in the 70s, never got a, a post-secondary education. We're making, you know, $25, 30 $35 an hour, benefits, pension, the whole package. And I remember thinking, this is the last time this is ever going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And it was like two years later, John Deere, one of the biggest manufacturers in, in our area for certain, but probably across the country, all of a sudden pulled up okay. all their stakes and moved to Mexico. Yeah. And I had family who were still working there, who all of a sudden, you know, life just turned Change. upside down. Yeah. yeah. But they had no plan B. So where do you, where you go? Yeah. It's important to make sure you got plan B in place long before the, the, the stuff that you don't think is going to happen mm-hmm. has a chance to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, and it just adds extra freedom to your life. I mean, I remember uh, when my first uh, son, Mansur was born, um, my family was uh, saying, Hashem, why did you have to buy a fifteen hundred dollar crib? Why? You know, you can get one for three hundred bucks or two hundred bucks from Walmart. I'm like, just because I can.
0: Mm.
2: Nice.
1: And h- why? Because I have a business.
0: Can you write off your kids?
1: That is another discussion, but yes. Alright, we'll In have to have them back to discuss that <laughs> on another day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks yeah, for coming I got you out man. thank and, uh, you so really much for having me. It, um, and for opening
2: our eyes. That's awesome. And awesome. I apologize for Jeff's behavior today. <laughs>
0: So, uh, thank you once again for joining us for the financial <laughs> success show. Uh, you can always, of course, reach out to us, uh, via Facebook. Uh, you can get a copy of our free pay less tax book at paylesstaxbook.com. It's also down in the bottom left hand corner of your screen. Hashim, any parting words?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'll tell you one thing about myself is that I love helping people and you don't necessarily have to be my client for me to help you. Um, uh, Sophie uh, can put uh, the, my email address and the phone number. Um, and if you have any questions in regards to anything that we discussed today, I'll be more than happy, more more than happy, if I can help you save a cent even.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, thanks for joining us, Hashim. Really a pleasure. Uh, join us next Thursday, 3 p.m., we have uh, the CEO of Blackthorn Group, Mr. Craig Dunkley joining us. Mr. That's, Blackthorn uh, himself. Mr. Blackthorn <laughs> himself. That's, uh, I like to call him the millionaire maker. Yes. Uh, Craig has uh, created several millionaires uh, already through the strategy he's strategies he teaches here and, and opening people's minds. So I'm very excited to have him on the show. Hashem, you've been an incredible yeah. guest. Kirk. Yeah, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> so again, thank you very much for joining us. We are the Financial Success Show here at Blackthorn Group, and we'll see you next week Cheers. at three pm on Thursday. See ya.